Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wild Mount Adventures. Uh, I am Jeremy. I am the Dungeon Master taking this group through uh, my campaign within the Wild Mount setting of Exandria. Something like that. I'll go ahead and introduce everybody, and we'll start with Corvus. Hi, I'm Corvus. I play Cameron Eska, human rogue. And L. Hi, my name is Al, and I am playing Prize, the Elf Cleric. And Lilth? Hi, I'm Lilth. I am playing Keris, the humanish warlock. And Navaran? Hello, I'm Navaran, and I'm playing Seeker, the Warforged Ranger. And Zagrog? Hi, I'm Zagrog, and I'm playing Hakim, human wizard. So, when we had last left our heroes... Uh, they had finally found a way back to the main continent of Wildmount after having been shipwrecked on the Fey-inhabited island of Vita K. Uh, after doing a favor for, for Ashra, the ruler of the island, uh, they'd been granted access to a portal that would take them back to an unknown spot on the mainland. Uh, before they left, they said farewell to their companions by circumstance, in uh, Petra Doublecrossed and Snapper, the surviving captain and navigator of the Crimson Flight, who decided to stay on Vita K with Asher's permission for the time being. Uh, before they had left, though, there was something that a couple of the party members had needed to decide on, meaning specifically Cameron and Karis. Uh, the two had been contacted by a member of the Cerberus Assembly, uh, a, a wizard named uh, Raina Jaskal, uh, who was chasing the two drow who were staying with the party, uh, an ASMR of Loth bloodline named Zarema, and a young soldier of the Kryn dynasty named Quaven. Zarema, as Raina said, was an escapee of the Dwindalian Empire who you guys had eventually learned in their previous life apparently held some piece of information that uh, extrapolating from what Raina had told Cameron and Karis uh, her version is it would be devastating to the Empire in their current war with the dynasty if remembered uh, the two uh, discussed Raina's offer to put them in a very good way essentially if they would notify her of their location when they arrived on the mainland again. They agreed that they would not be helping Rana, and that uh, at Karis had also said that she had no intention of delivering Cameron as the bounty she had been contracted for, considering 
some information that Cameron had shared about how how he was basically hunted for doing a good deed. Sort of. Um, before saying farewell, Petra had had a proposition for the group to have them fulfill her one outstanding contract that she actually wanted to fulfill, which was delivering Cueva and Zarema to Rosanna, the capital of the Kryn dynasty in Jorhas. The party took the night to enjoy the feast that had been laid out to celebrate their success in aiding the Fae, and had a long and in some cases eventful night of fun. And in one case an informative night, as Seeker had learned that there had once been creatures similar to him in a civilization called Aeor, and if he wanted to learn more he, uh, about his nature, he might want to l try to learn a bit about that. Uh, the next morning the group agreed that they would help get Zerema and Quaven to Jorhas. Asherah opened up the portal for them, sending them through. They found themselves in an underwater temple, which was quite unfortunate considering that most of them needed to breathe. Uh, while moving to try and find a way to the surface, they found the door to the temple, but also encountered a quartet of sharks that had set upon them. Battle was ensued. Uh, the party emerged victorious before making their way to the surface, where they found themselves in a lake at the center of a large plaza in a long abandoned city that was covered in this purple grayish overgrowth. Karis uh, had recognized the city from stories as the ancient city of Malayasmir in the center of the cursed forest of the Savalier Wood, which puts them not all that far north of Karis's old haunt of Shady Creek Run. And as Karis thought to herself, and I am quoting here, Oh crap, that was where we had left off. So, as we pick back up, uh, the group of you pull yourselves out of the lake, uh, come to rest on the banks to sort of catch your breath. As you do, you kind of look around you at the ruins of what was probably once a pretty awe-inspiring city, but now appears to be under a pretty constant assault from the surrounding forest to reclaim it. Um, you're seeing vines pushing their way up through the cobblestone streets, ivy creeping down around the nearby buildings. Uh, it's not entirely unlike the jungle that you just left, although the floor is obviously very different. And... Where it was oppressively hot on Vita K, it's actually a bit chilly here. You've gone through a definite change in climate. Um, probably the one big major similarity is the very dense canopy above you. There's, there's, there's enough light coming through the treetops that sort of cast long shadows. Um in what appears to be late afternoon. Um, and, as an added bonus, you're not really able to see all that far. Um, due to just the area is covered by this mist that 
feel has about the same color as the 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 vegetation around you adding just a a nice visual touch that does not look particularly healthy so as you guys sort of gather yourselves and sit here what would you like to do Uh, speaking of gathering, gonna look about for, uh, firewood. <laughs> yeah, I think the first thing is set up some kind of camp where okay. all wet. Yes. We are wet and it's not very warm. <laughs> and it's not very warm. Very true. And it is late afternoon, which means it's probably gonna get colder. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think it's probably a good idea to Okay. Yeah, sit up camp basically. Find firewood, find a dry place, get ourselves, get our bearings. Mm-hmm. Now, did you say some somebody recognized where we were? But presumably, since we just climbed out of the water, has not shared that information yet. So far, yes. That's okay. up to that is up to Karis. Karis, will. Um while collecting firewood let everyone know that they where they are um so I'm pretty sure we're in the Savalier Woods north of Shady Creek hmm so that would put us north of the Empire right Yes. And certainly the climate suggests it supports that. <laughs> yep. I don't suppose that means anything like to me, probably. Um You know what just like no. he- hearing the words, it's like is that any place I've ever heard of? Roll me because you do a lot of uh uh performing and this area is big in 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 myth and and legends and the stories. So, roll me a history roll. Something you might well know. A five or not? Yeah. It, it, on the flip side of that, most of your travels have been through. Uh, uh, Menagerie Coast, a little bit in the Empire, um, and mostly south, the south of the Empire. Um, and that area, it's a ways north, and it's just never come up. It's not one of the stories that you've heard people say, talking about. Okay. Uh, as for the... I, sorry, go ahead. I, I'm just going to stand around, sort of shivering a little bit, looking at what everyone else is doing then, because I don't know what to do. Fair. Uh, as far as wood goes, like, like starting for, uh, you guys can roll me a survival roll. 
There's definitely plenty of vegetation. Um, but burnable. Okay. That's a six for Cameron, 25 for Seeker. Uh, yeah, Seeker, you can find wood, no problem. Um, for some yes. reason, it didn't roll in the right place. I got a 14. Okay. No worries. I am there too. Uh, I think Hakim is, uh, rather than looking for firewood, he's looking for a suitable uh, spot to build the fire in and putting together some rocks to make a perimeter for a fire. Okay. I'm honestly going to make that a survival as well. Okay. It's not It's not navigating the wilderness, but that is wilderness survival techniques. Hmm. I mean, it's a, uh, well, working with, oh, okay. So yeah, Seeker, you are, a couple things. A, you immediately know, like, okay, can't get too far, can't, can't wander too far because you, you guys are going to lose track of each other in the fog. Um, mm-hmm. You've got maybe... 80, 100 feet visibility, if that. Um, uh, so you don't just start wandering off into into the mist and never seen again. But you also... There's a lot of vegetation around here. You're quickly able to find so, uh, enough fallen wood. This is an elven city. Um, it is built within the forest sort of integrating the forest which has now come to claim the whole thing uh, but but you're able to find more than enough dead wood to uh, to build up a decent fire and Akeem has built a small campsite area For you to Great. I will take to, full advantage yep. of that. You set up the fire. And you will go ahead and light that. Yep. You light it up and it goes up fairly quickly. Um, it does. Hold on a sec. Ah, there we go. Um, it does, uh, as the wood burns. It does give off the smoke that it's giving off. is not your typical black smoke or gray smoke. It is that weird, sickly-looking purplish-gray color that is the fog. So that might be a little... But other than that, uh, it is it's giving off heat. It gives you guys a chance to, to, to sit down, warm your your beer-soaked close, dry off a little bit. Can I try and figure out what the deal is with this purple, odd purple coloring? I will make that... That's going to be a history roll. Yeah. Okay. Twelve. Um, you have heard tales. There's not a lot of information, partially because there's there. 
the so Malaya Smear was abandoned uh, uh, centuries ago because of something that happened. There's what happened is perhaps lost to time, or you've just at least not heard the answer. Um, but it was something about a corruption within the city is how the tales go. There was something that corrupted and blighted the city and drove the people, the survivors at least, uh, the elves that had, that called this place home away from it and ultimately corrupted the entire Savalier Wood. It's considered to be a cursed forest. Um, there are a lot of tales of ghosts and other supernatural strangeness. Um, there's a lot of superstition around it. Um, your best guess is this is some either residue or essence of the corruption. Hmm. Yeah, Hakim will mention that. I admit that there's a lot of there's a type of physical corruption that ruined this city once long time ago. And I suppose this is what still remains of that. There's a lot of wild stories about what's going on here. And what I'm not sure I want to find out in certain ways at least <laughs> but I am curious though as he begins to ritual cast detect magic okay now you start working on that in that 10 yep. minute time anybody else doing anything uh, uh so there you go uh prepping the shark so that we can eat it. Okay. Very that doable. I kind of brought with me. Yep. So yeah, you start cleaning the cleaning the shark. Um prepping it. Cameron? Um Cameron's going to I'm going to uh scout around uh the uh, around the camp, not too far because it is mm -hmm. uh, very clearly like it would be quite easy to get lost. But just sort of try to get an idea of the sort of tactical, you know, lay of the land in case we get attacked. So presumably we will see it watches at night, and I want to know sort of where are people, where would where would danger likely to be coming from? Where would where could we retreat to? That sort of uh, you know that sort of strategic, tactical sort of preparations, right? Try to just just get an idea of what's going on, so we're not just wandering around in the dark, as well as the fog, as well as being completely lost. Roll me. I will make it a perception roll. Uh, sure. Nineteen. Not bad. So you do a little looking around. Um, 
keeping within sight of of of, of the of the camp, or at least keeping the campfire within sight. So staying within probably about a hundred feet radius. Mm-hmm. Um, and this place triggers pretty much all of your uh, uh, soldier. This is a this is a bad place to potentially be caught. Or this is a bad place in terms of security. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to say there's that much there there's you find any place better necessarily. It's just yeah. you're looking around um the buildings at least as much of it that you can see in the mist um are sitting high above you. They are built into platforms on trees. They they are uh, uh, built around the trees in some cases. The 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 roots and the vines and the like are range from you know very small to pretty pretty impressively large. And so just sort of due to the I almost said natural nature, but due to just the general shape of that kind of thing, there are all sorts of places that people could hide if there was like an opposing force that was trying to sneak in. It's hitting all of your like, I'm a guard standing on watch waiting to be attacked by, by... an intelligent force at any particular moment <laughs> thing. Uh, the visibility is awful. Um, there's not a lot of light. Um, you are surrounded by buildings. So who knows what's hiding in them. Like, this is... If this was... if If you were like in the middle of a military campaign right now and this is where you decided to haul up this would be the worst place ever to do so it's perhaps Great, not quite that bad because I don't know maybe there are intel- maybe there is some kind of intelligent force within this city that, that that's a threat but you at least like you don't think you're behind enemy lines so, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I didn't expect things to be good. Right. I just wanted to understand how bad they were. I suppose. Yeah, we can we can move in the morning. The one good news, as far as this goes, is there is really no sound. There is no sound of of like if you're in a in a forest in a jungle in a, anything like that. There's nature all around you, and there is just general sun that comes in. That this place is dead fucking silent, which is creepy in its own right. Um, and it's a little concerning because like you're even like a hundred feet out, and just like. 
whatever casual conversation might be going on back at camp, um, you can hear it clear as day almost. Mm. Okay. But it also means hopefully you should be able to hear. It's going to be hard for something to sneak up on you unless it's particularly silent. Well, I mean, not the best news, but that's fine. Yeah. So while you're doing that, um, it's really quick. Should I have prize, seeker, anything? Um, I'm going to ask around. It's like, um, so where, where are we and how do we get out of here? I, I, I know that you said that we were north but that doesn't really mean much. We are at the opposite end of the continent to where we started. So we have quite a way to go. We have to go through Shady Creek Run. It is not a good place. Well, for me anyway. And she's also kind of licking her fingers as she's preparing the shark. Mm -hmm. As you do. Uh, put it this way. Me and Shady Creek Run have a history. We then have to go through or around most of the Empire might be able to get a boat but it will be an interesting trip uh, out of character how much do I know about the woods we're in um you would probably actually know a pretty decent amount about the Savalier Wood um it is a place that is there's a lot of superstition in Shady Creek Run about it. Um, parents don't let their children go into it. Uh, technically, the wood comes right up into Shady Creek Run. But there's a certain part of it that is not really the cursed part of the woods. Uh, the cursed part of the wood probably starts about mm, a day or two in uh, where directly surrounding uh, surrounding the city it's just it's just woods uh, the further in you get there are stories first of all it is a place where the only people who go in here or who are in here are people who are hiding from Shady Creek Run. And if they're hiding from Shady Creek Run, they're either desperate or they're worse than the people in Shady Creek Run. Which is a pretty low bar. Um... There are, you know, sort of the same things as far that that Hakeem does, in terms of 
supposedly ghosts, um, uh, uh, twisted creatures like like the woods has supposedly warped the local wildlife uh, over the uh, over the past three hundred years or so. Um, there are stories of like hags and um, abominations of various types. How much of that is true and how much is not that to, hard to say. But it doesn't seem to be a real great place. There are rumors that the that the 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 woods itself will corrupt people who are inside. But at the same time, you know there are some groups of people who do live in here permanently. Not many, and there are very particular kinds of people. But there are some. So. Whether the corruption thing is true or not, who knows? It's a whole lot of rumor and speculation and myths. I relay most of this, or pretty much all of this, to the group. Uh, and just add to the end, uh, given my current predicament and the cause of it, I'm inclined to believe at least some of that. Quaven says, "Is did the thing that happened to you, did that happen in the woods? No. It happened in Shady Creek Run. Hmm. I have heard things of the Shady Creek Run and nothing good. That would be correct. If anything, the stories you heard, it's actually worse. Wonderful. Uh, what are our chances? Uh, Karis would just shrug. With me about slim to none. I have unfinished business in Shady Creek that I don't plan to finish anytime soon. Zarema speaks up and says maybe we can just go in there get just long enough to get some supplies get in and out would I know whether or not we need to go completely through Shady Creek Run to get out of this area um 
you can go around. It's a little bit tricky because Shady Creek Run is built on uh, on two sides of a river. Yep. You can bypass that river on another area. Uh, it is not the only way to get across. The bigger problem is that the other way across is very specifically guarded by the Empire. The only other way across is via the Empire. And we kind of want to avoid that. Uh, yeah. For once, Shady Creek is the lesser of two evils. Right. Oh, well, would Hakim nope. would Hakim be finishing his Yeah, he's just about finishing and... up. It's giving time for a little conversation. Well I I guess we'll we'll help out if you need anything. Uh, yes, of course. Karis Karis kinda nods at that. So yeah, about about this time, uh, can you finish up your spell? In your immediate vicinity, the fog itself takes on a slight glow to it. Roll me an arcana roll. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. So, the best you can tell is it's some kind of residual effect. It's probably not... It has a... There are a mix of different schools of magic in here. Uh, there is some transmutation. There is some necromancy. There's some illusion and there is some enchantment. Your best hmm. guess is it is probably not good news. It's probably not overtly harmful for you guys just to be in here breathing this in. But it's probably not going to be particularly pleasant on your psyches. Hmm. Outside of the fog itself, um, from where you're at, actually, you could see there are the, the, the you can see the temple 
underneath the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely some magical runes uh, that some some abjuration magic, some protective protective wards and the like that are uh, uh, still active on the plates. Which is probably why the portal still works. And hasn't been corrupted. Um, outside of that, there's no immediate overt magic in the area. Okay. Um, I was listening to a conversation of what our options are, and I... Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not super knowledgeable of the local uh, geography, but isn't there isn't there perhaps a way to avoid the Empire altogether and go to your house by, oh, by the sea? Quaven nods a little bit. That, uh, that is conceivable. Um... It would require going uh Ferlin the Savalier would it would require going north, not south. It would be longer. Um but it is potentially doable, yes. We when when the, me and my company um made our way through we there is one option it is not sea based there is on the south of us uh, uh not far from shady creek a uh, a mountain range and we could go through the mountain range basically skirt the side of the empire it is not the safest place in the world it is a mountain range um there are various threats in there but it is not the empire at least I'd, if the uh, I'd certainly think if the uh, if Shady Creek Run uh, or the Empire are are proverbial rock, then is there a hard place as our other option, or is there is there an easier path? Certainly, I would wish to avoid the Empire if possible. Agreed. And apparently we might wish to avoid Shady Creek Run as well. I do not know much about the about the northern area. Shut up, Siri. Um I do not know much about that area. I had DCs my first time outside of your house, so um And we did not go up there because that would have been an unnecessarily long 
but I know that there is there is land up there there is there are people up there I would imagine that there might be some city up there or some port if nothing else I am familiar with straight north there's a village long long way up uh, hold on a I have to find it I'm guessing the uh, fog might prevent this but do we have any idea of the uh, uh, rivers river or rivers in the vicinity uh, there is so Malaysmere is built um, sort of in the crook of a city or of a river um, I would say Karis and probably uh, I would say Karis and Hakeem probably would both know yes there is a river it will take you if you if you follow it it will eventually take you it's called the hold on a second here do, 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 do. select the right thing there you go uh, the hmm. Boreal Omens River eventually it would take you nor uh, northeast it is a very large river you would essentially have to skirt uh, have to skirt the side of the river or get some kind of floating craft like you could take it to, if you could get a raft or boats or the like you could take it you'd be fighting upstream but you could take it to uh, up to the ivory lake and that would get you out of the woods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have lots of options potentially. Yeah, it brings up the option like if the, as there seems to be a river eastward, it could be a it might be a laborious to go as it seems to be would be a, a battle up river but the riverways could uh, be a way to reach settlements and uh, a potential port technically you could also take it to the sea but mm -hmm. that doesn't get you necessarily out of the, the, it's it basically splits the wood in half, so it wouldn't necessarily get you to anywhere from there, other than to the to the to the ocean. Owen says yeah, that that is potentially an option. This is not my area. I do not know this land as well as you all might. Hmm. 
so I am willing to trust your judgment. Would I know which way is probably going to be the quickest and easiest? Roll a... I'll just say roll a survival roll. I would if it would let me. <laughs> Okay, bear with. No worries. We're figuring that out. Uh, Seeker, what are you doing during this? So Seeker's basically been... Um looking sort of just keeping like a real keen eye out and making sure that like no one is approaching or anything mm. um and is basically <laughs> for as far insofar as someone who doesn't move very often or is you know made of metal or stuff whatever um is looking jumpy Okay. Um, but it spent most of the time just sort of like patrolling around at various intervals and looking and checking and just sort of generally acting a bit okay. like he expects someone to come up and find us. Fair enough. Um, and so, the, and listening in, but not really because he doesn't know the geography at all, right? Um, about this place, so he can't really contribute. Fair. So, Karis with a twenty. Um. And that makes sense because you probably know this area better than anybody. Even if you haven't been in the Savalier Wood, like deep in the Savalier Wood, or necessarily, you know the the grain wildlands and, and the, the the environment just because you, just about everybody in Shade Creek Run knows what's north. Um, to the northeast is an area called the Rhyme Plains um, which is mostly tundra um, it is there's not a lot of civilization up there um, at least traditional civilization there aren't really there aren't cities up there it's mostly just this large untamed wilderness with some uh, 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 nomadic orc and goblinoid bands that travel through there and pretty much just it's their area because nobody can challenge them on it. Um, going directly north takes you to a different tundra which is the crystal sands tundra um, again, snowy area. Uh, this is a little bit more... Not a lot, but a little bit more civilized in the traditional sense. 
in that there actually are um, there are some small villages there is that area is is uh, basically settled quote unquote by a, a a group of of wild folk um, that call themselves the Makotters. They are hunters, gatherers, that sort of thing. You're not sure on a lot of the details, other than apparently they have some strange, some very insular customs. And if you can make it across the Crystal Sands Tundra, there is a village way up north called Pale Bank Village. Um, which is probably the, the, the best thing to a bastion of civilization up there. It is traditional city, uh, largely dwarves and elves. Um, actually some, has some remnants of what people would be used to living in. You might be able to find ship passage from there. But it wouldn't... Odds there are might. Honestly, your bet, you're thinking the best bet would probably be south. Now whether that's south through Shady Creek Run or south and then try to cut into the mountain range six of one half dozen of the other oh best bet is south there are places north but it will be tough going we are not equipped and there are interesting peoples that may or may not like us in their lands. South is going to be the easiest, either through Shady Creek or through the mountains. Speaking of equipment, Quaven, does the mountain uh, bath? path you mentioned or the mountainous route you mentioned uh, require uh, additional help <laughs> or are we good just by our own hands and feet I mean if we could if we could be getting into Shady Creek Run to get some cold weather gear that would be good it will not be an easy trip otherwise, <laughs> but it is it is passable. People do not generally go through there because there is honestly no reason to unless you are trying to skirt the side of the uh, the empire. But from a tactical standpoint it is 
It is not a place where the Empire can afford to leave, to leave, keep too close of an eye on. And the, the tribes that are in there, um, are generally friendly to us to a degree. Or at least better disposed to us. So it seems uh, it's a choice between the people of Shady Creek Run and the Empire versus the uh, environmental hazards of the mountains. Indeed. And it would probably not be a bad idea to stop in Shady Creek Run at least very briefly to get equipped either way yes it is I can't say I'm comfortable here <laughs> and we are not exactly equipped for a long journey anyways mm. nods there may be some people in Shady Creek who owe me some favors Yet there are also people in Shady Creek who want me dead. Or, and she kind of glances at Price, want me back. Could we conceivably achieve our goals in Shady Creek without your guidance? Or is that not worth it? We go... Wait, why do we not go to Shady Creek and kill these people? Because they are incredibly powerful. Hmm. It is the then why are they there? because they are incredibly powerful but less powerful than say the empire hmm. my, under <sighs> my understanding of the place um, is that it is run by crime lords basically and yes. they allow anything to go more or less anything to go on there it is a place of lawlessness and everything that goes along with that I do not think I like this society that you have all been talking about I'm not so sure well I wouldn't call Shady Creek Run a society. It is more a, a collective of people. And not people. I'm starting to think we might be better off all going rather than leave, leave carries behind. 
Zorima says, at least if we, if all of us are there, if something goes south, we're at peak. I'm worried but, we are more in danger of we, finding more trouble if Carries is not with us. We are going south. That's... Sounds like... No, you said if something goes south, that, but but we are going, so we are south. <laughs> if, if things turn bad, sorry, Seeker. I, it's I an was idiot. going to mention that as well. It's an idiom. It's a I figure not... of speech. I, I am unaware of what an idiom is, but I feel insulted by it. It is <laughs> when you when you say something that is a symbol for something else. A common... Just a common saying that becomes sort of like... You know what slang is, right? I believe so. It's a, it's a, it's a sort of slang. I will think about this. Yeah, as this has been going on, you've you've gotten the you, your your uh you're able to get the food ready. Best way to put it, put it on the <coughs> start cooking it. Karis deliberately doesn't cook at least one bit of fish. Yeah, fair. Says, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. The next question, I suppose, is are we uh, looks towards the skies, like are we moving from here today? I was just about to, that was exactly what I was about to ask. <laughs> I don't think we want to move at night, but I don't think we there want might, to move at night. There might be an hour or two of light still. Or more, not sure, but this, that, not sure how it is here. Uh, I think probably better we dry off and uh, get rest. We can move in the morning. This isn't the best place to camp. It's just looking around, but we'll we'll make do, and we can start in the start in the morning. I don't like the idea of wandering under this fog as it gets darker, especially if we don't know exactly where we're going. Have you any idea how far Shady Creek Run is from here? Uh, yes, it's a... You and Karis and... Uh, probably, honestly, probably everybody except for maybe Seeker and definitely Prize. Uh, and Zarema. Uh, it would know it is about a week's travel south. Hmm. About a hundred and... hundred and twenty-five, hundred and fifty miles, about that. Yep. Okay, then. Yep. 
right. camping for the, camping for today seems yep. reasonable. Yay, camping day! So you guys, <laughs> yep, settle down, eat, get as warm as you can, which the fire absolutely helps that. It's still not the warmest. Like it is. <coughs> Even though it is essentially summer, the weather or the, the the temperature in here is more along the lines of like temperate region fall. So. It's too late for me to do... It's too late in the night for me to do... Uh, um, uh, uh, Fahrenheit to Celsius calculations. I'm sorry, I'm American. But it is... Probably about... 50 degrees or so... Fahrenheit. Um... That's about 10, C 10 Celsius... Sounds about right. Um, so not the warmest in the world. Uh, but other than the creepy fog that is surrounding you and just the general sense of unease, the complete and utter silence. It's not so bad. So if you guys are are you guys taking a long rest then? I think that Yeah. I think that's the idea, yeah. If for no other reason just then it's night and there's not really much to do at Oh legit. Legit. Um so who is doing yeah. <laughs> So, who is doing watches? Are we... I believe it had been... What had it been? Uh, 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 Hakeem and... Somebody and... Seeker's on all the watches, obviously, because Seeker. I believe it had been Hakeem and somebody... Karis and Cameron. I think, think it was Hakeem and Seeker, uh, Karis and Cameron, and then Seeker and Quaven. I think explicitly. that's right, yes. Yeah. So we keep with those. Is anything changing up? I, I still get away with it. I think so. <laughs> Quaven and Zarema don't say anything. So it's up to somebody else does. Sounds like you get away with it. Seems like it. <laughs> so Hakeem, roll me a perception for your guy for your watch. Okay.
So with an 11, it's mostly just creepy for you. You're in this strange place. It's you and Seeker. And let's be honest, Seeker doesn't talk a lot unless unless uh, directly mm-hmm. you can talk to. So it's completely silent, surrounded by this fog. There's the crackling of the fire, and that's about it. Um, and that goes on for several hours. But you don't encounter anything. You wake up Karis and Cameron. Settle down to 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 an uncomfortable rest. Karis and Cameron, is there anything you guys wanted to do during your watch besides watch? Karis wouldn't. Okay. No, I th- I think. I think if you looked closely, Cameron maybe looks like he wants has wants to say something, but he doesn't say anything. Okay. Karis has just revealed more about herself than she has for a long time, and is not going to say any more. Fair. Although she might climb a building so she's higher up to get a wider view of the outside area. Okay. You can find one. That's not difficult. The problem is as you climb, you think like if you climb you'll, you'll, you'll get above the fog. You don't. Okay. Like the fog seems to be as tall as the trees. So no matter where you are, your visibility is about 80 to 100 feet max. Which at night, dark vision, blah, 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 is what it is. But you're at least... If something rampages through, you could at least get a sneak attack in on it. You could at least get the jump on something if it wa- if it wasn't expecting to look up. Yep, that's basically what she's after. Okay. There you guys watch go through. Okay. Nothing happens. I probably should have made you roll a perception. Oh well. Um. And then finally, Quaven's watch and Seeker. And then eventually everybody wakes up to a disturbingly similar, like it's brighter when you guys get up. Um, There is, there, there, like I said, this isn't a jungle canopy, so it's not completely blacking everything out. But... 
there's still a lot of shadows even in the even in 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 morning and early afternoon areas so it's a little disconcerting to wake up to or a little uh um disconcerting wasn't the word I was looking for although also that disorienting that was the word I was thinking of but you guys do all get up get ready you guys get along you guys get your long rest and reconvene <laughs> uh, well, I guess the walking might keep us warm then. So it's like probably. Um, so which way is south? Uh, hmm. Can we see? Could we have seen the stars and things at night, or is the fog? I would say Karis probably could have. Not great, but a little bit. From being in an elevated position. Uh, I look you towards Karis. You can Karis. get a sense of probably... I will have you guys, as you guys start to sit out, give me a... I guess, I guess that for that matter, which way the sun is, maybe. Yeah, yeah that'll help too. Stay. Um, give me a group survival role. As you guys... You do know where south is. Um, you guys start making your way through. I'll go ahead and roll for women's rim as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And Seeker. Wow. Wow. Because those should not be with advantage. Yeah, I thought I so. have outdone myself. Well, it's been fun campaign. Um, what have we got playing next? <laughs> so, no, the, the, some of the first rolls were pretty good. Devarin, just for reference, Quaven rolled a natural one for a two. Zarema rolled a natural two for a three. And you with your plus six got a total of seven. Um, we also had a nine. I have made it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. We also got a nine, a 20, a 17, and a 12. So as a group, that's one, two passes, and a lot of fails. Um, even if I took the NPCs out, that's a, as a group. Yeah, so 
you guys are, 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 are moving along. And what is your traveling order, I should also ask? I'm assuming probably like Seeker first. I I would think yeah. like Seeker and Karis up the front. But I wouldn't want to volunteer. Yeah, Karis would probably give up her normal rear guard for going up front as she knows the terrain. Okay. Ish. I'm up front. Quaven is going to be near the front. I think Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I think me and me and the drow guy up front. Like, okay. I'm first, he's probably second. Okay. Cameron's uh, probably somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Well, no, he can be at the back, I guess. Okay. Cameron at the back. And Hakeem, Prize, and Zarema in the middle. Yep. Makes sense. Hmm. So I'll I'll let um, Hakim and Zaremo go ahead because they're going to be more protected that way. Okay. Hmm. And um, Hakim might might protest and might want to be behind Prize. No, it doesn't want to be the back of the line, like the the hindmost one. But <laughs> fair. So. Kara Seeker and Quaven. Actually, I need to check something for. Okay, you just have advantage. Uh, Kara Seeker and Quaven need to roll Constitution saves. Damn it! Stop rolling with advantage. But don't don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. So. Hold on. Uh, there we go. Nope, nope, nope. You rolled well. You got a oh, 19. Um, so as you guys are walking along, you guys are trying to make your way through this vine-choked, uh, a broken cobblestone, um mist-filled streets. And even without sound, there's just this general sense of like you get a feel almost like there's something out there, even though there's no evidence whatsoever of that. Just this feeling of being watched. So that has you guys for the most part pretty distracted. Um... And as you guys are walking along this road, um, Seeker up front is walking, and you take a step, and you didn't see what was under your feet, but whatever it is, it sort of explodes a little bit. Not like concussively explodes, but there is just this cloud of sort of a yellowish ugly spore dust that just shoots out from basically your vicinity. You very quickly, I mean 
very quickly are able to sort of sort of protect yourself from it. Quaven and Karis less so as you're caught unawares by this. And Karis, it is the second you take an inhale of it, it's bad. Whatever it is. It's some sort of fungal spore and you are condition poisoned. Yay. I stopped breathing. Fair. Just protect myself from that happening again. Yep. Raven doesn't have that option. But yeah, from behind, the rest of you all see this sort of yellowish cloud like burst up and sort of engulf them. And you hear definite sounds of drow coughing coming from it as it sort of dissipates and, and diffuses into the air. And yes. I'm from around here. Would I know what that was? Not this. Cool. This is something specific to this particular, uh, the, this very localized area. Yep. Definitely not good, whatever it was. You very quickly. You feel yourself your 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 body temperature rise a little bit. Uh you start to get a little bit shaky. Whatever it is has definitely gotten into your bloodstream and it's yeah, you are not feeling great. Quaven looks gray green as opposed to the usual gray. <laughs> so Wait, but, but, what was that? <laughs> I know what that was. Um just some sort of you look at the ground, you look underneath your foot. I you know what? I will actually, yes, Seeker and, and I'll allow Carrots this too. Survival roll, it's gonna, or nature roll actually, it's probably gonna be a fairly high DC. Um, That's alright, I'm sure you can roll high for me. Well, I didn't roll low. <laughs> but with your plus zero, you got a 13. Okay. I'll some sort of fungal spore pod that you stepped on. Definitely oh, de it's definitely not any kind of kind of uh, 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 plant life that you have ever encountered before. But it's pretty easy to guess just based on and Karis you too. Just based on 
I stepped on this thing, a big cloud erupted, and now, Seeker, the two people behind you look sick. <laughs> what it was. In, in, a, in a very general sense. Quaven sort of deprives just sort of sort of sort of ways off like I'm we we will be fine. You will be fine, I am sure. Okay, because I could help with that, but if you say really? so That definitely got his attention. As you wish so not speaking, but she definitely got a bit closer to Price and kind of nods to her. I, I mean, if if you like, I I was just told not to. No, no, I I I was not saying. I I did not. I did not know that you could help. Um, Karis just looks at Price and just goes, please, I need to be at my best and yeah, I don't feel good. Okay, um, I will uh, reach out and cast Lesser Restoration on both of them. Okay. That you feel that you you feel as prize sort of uh, 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 shouting cast you feel a sort of breeze sweep through and it sort of uh, as it washes over you you feel it sort of with it going by so does that ill sensation you feel your body temperature go back down your shake so- shaking sort of subsides you are feeling much better thank you thank you I appreciate it no, no worries Um, Karis is doing some quick calculations in her head as to whether she should just stop breathing so this doesn't happen and sacrifice her sense of smell or whether to keep her sense of smell and risk getting poisoned again and decides to stop breathing Fair Sorry, say that again. I said, "See, often wonders what breathing is like." Oh, yeah, no, okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, so you guys are able to continue on making your way and as you're moving along 
you are moving south. You are winding your way through these streets. Um, you are seeing these crumbling buildings on either side of you. Um, some of them almost look like they are held up sheerly by the power of of the the vines and the the the, the forest itself that is trying to tear it down paradoxically just giving it some something to lean on essentially um also cast some interesting shadows over you as you continue your way on um and just roll me uh, roll me a perception roll for this one Is this a team perception? Uh this will be this will be individual perceptions. Okay. I'll roll anyway. So Karis, you're you're sort of absorbed in your thought. You and you and Craven both are like still trying to get over that a little bit. Uh, with your eight and your nine, uh, Seeker, you got a twelve. Hey. That means I rolled like a five. Eight. That's a six. Um. <laughs> You are mostly like you are okay. Let me not step on any more spores that are going to hurt my fragile organic companions. Yeah. Uh, you know, meat bags. Yes. Uh, 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 Hakeem, you're just fascinated by this whole place right now, hmm. uh, but still sort of keeping an eye out. Uh, Cameron and Prize and Zoramus, you three here as you guys are you guys are making your way through what appears to have been a sort of public garden area. You guys are moving down this sort of sort of pathway. There is sort of off to your left. There is this large, large uh, uh, moss and uh, uh, ivy-covered statue that you're guessing is probably a depiction of, of an elven, uh, probably Corellin, maybe Sehanin. Um, hard to say. Most of its features are covered. Uh, to the right, there is a small... Uh, looks like it was probably a, a a a shaped sort of spring area. 
uh, uh, with a statue there as well. So you guys are moving through this, and you two, three, um, hear the sounds of movement approaching. It is uh, with your with your guys' rolls, yeah. It is multi-legged movement. Seems like four legs. Multiple sets of four legs. Fairly large. And moving in on your guys' direction fairly quickly. I check to see if anybody I I check to see if the others have heard that and seeing that some of them have not attempt to signal which way it's coming from quietly wait did I hear it or not uh no you did not oh okay then I don't do that yeah there's something coming yeah. I do that. <laughs> and then I will signal which direction, and then uh, Cameron is going to seek cover. Seek like some kind of a That's what I did. spot to ambush from. Okay. Uh, hearing that, um, Karis will cast Fiendish Figure on herself, and her weapon suddenly appears in her hand. Okay. And there we go. Hakim would remember to cast Mage Armor at this point. Yep. Yeah, you guys can basically get one action off a piece. Uh, uh, Cameron's will be hide then after hide. he finds something okay. to hide. So, hold on, let me move you guys onto a map. As you guys see, coming up on you. Um, from two different directions, from either side of the road. There are large bear-like creatures, or they would be bear-like. I mean, they're the shape of a bear. They are the, the structure of a bear. Um, except for there is a pretty... There is a bare minimum of skin and flesh on them. They're skeletal. Uh, uh, coming from in from the north, you see a large skeletal bear coming at you. And from the south, you see two... You probably... Prize, you probably don't necessarily know what this is. Um, they are, they're bear-like, but they have, their head is a little bit more bird-like. They have the, 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 uh, off of the skull, this long beak. Everybody else recognizes this as the skeleton of, a, or the skeletons, because there's two of them, of an owl bear. 
and having sensed you, they are moving in. They move you onto a map. I believe I now understand the phrase, things going south. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, okay, going through for actions. Cameron, you are going to hide. Go ahead and roll Uh, me a stealth. Yeah, uh, he's going to find some cover and hide, and I stealth is over here. Ah, he does a terrible job (laughs) of it. He does a terrible (laughs) job of hiding. Part of the problem is there's, if you guys, I don't know if, hopefully you guys can see on this map. Yep, I can see. There are not a lot of good hiding places. So you look around, you look to hide, and you look around, you're like, shit. Um, Right. How dark is it? It is is not particularly... So, it's bright enough that you can see without difficulty. There is the fog that sort of obscures vision just a little bit. Functionally... Game mechanics wise, you have normal vision. Um, but it is a little bit dim around here overall, just because of the 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 canopy, the mist, etc., etc., etc. So, Cameron, you tried to hide. Uh, I'll just move down the line. Hakeem, what are you doing for your action? Mage armor. Mage armor. All right. You cast that. Prize, what are you doing for your action? Uh, Sort of looking around lost as to what to do. Okay. Fair. Uh, Damn it. They go to switch tabs and accidentally close that tab. Um, Zarema for her action is going to I mean she also doesn't have any great options for for preparatory stuff so she just sort of backs up a little bit from the fighters Um, doesn't really functionally move but uh, uh, Karis what are you doing? I am casting false life and making my sword appear in my hand. Okay, yep. And kind of getting into a ready stance. Okay. Quaven for his action is going to uh, summon his echo. Hopefully that did that. That's Rayma, that's not quite. There. And I will shade this one. Tint it. There we go. So the grayish one is Echo Quaven. Um, so he pu- quickly grabs the scimitar, pulls out, gets ready, and, and sort of focuses. And this sort of shimmering version of him... 5, 10, 15. Actually, he's going to put it south because there's two things coming south. He puts it there. And Seeker, your action is... 
Um, I think. Hang on, let me have, I've just got back. Maybe look at the map. Um, okay. I am going to take the dodge action. Okay. So this is. I mean, fair. This is this is the preparatory. Oh, just in case they go before you, also that make that actually makes sense. Um, and so with the pre, attack uh, the, the the pre attack rounds done, we will go ahead and roll initiative now. I pull up my initiative tracker, or the initiative Initi tracker. Quaven. Rima. Uh, skeletal owl bears. Uh, that's all right. I, I, I've learned the tactic for dealing with owl bears. Now you push someone else in the front. Good news is the owl bears are going on too. Uh, skeletal bear. <laughs> bear fast. It's not way down with all that bear meat. Apparently, yes. Or the beak, I guess. Because <laughs> the owl bears are going on too. But Seeker, you are up first. Okay. That being the case, um, they're all quite skeletal, yes? Yes, very much so. Okay. Just to remind myself because the picture of a bear looks quite intact. Yeah, I couldn't um, find a skeletal bear token. That's fair. Uh, so I should. I think my token needs updating because I should be. A, I should have been had a long rest. Yes, um, yes, you should have. So I'll just. I do did that not now. long rest you. Fine. So I'm at max hit points, which is uh, unlike my token says. Um, it is thirty-one out of thirty-one. Um and my seventeen. Okay. So I am going to <clears throat> There we go. Um I'm gonna go after the bear. Okay. So I'm gonna move to where I can see it. Uh I'll move this way. Five, ten, thirty to there. <clears throat> um in fact, I'm actually going to stand there if I can. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to... Uh, tempted to try and speak with animals, but I believe they're not really animals. They're undead. That is correct. So... I mean, you I could try, but they're not going to have much to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna use and I'm gonna shoot my my longbow at it. 
Go for it. Um, I really need to figure out a way to make roll 20, add my um, wisdom modifier to my initiative, because I don't think it's doing that currently, unless it... Yeah, no, it it should it should be. I should have had a I, might, I should have had a twenty three, but that's fine. We'll fix that later. Um, I'm going to attack the bear with the long long bow. Okay. Uh, do I have any? Oh, I actually have ten foot more movement, so I'm going to go over here. Cool. Because it's the first turn. Yeah. Um. And then I will attack twice with the longbow because that's my thing for being a gloomstalk. Cool. One. Two. Twenty-three, uh, 23 and twenty-three and a twenty-one both hit. Nice. So that is nine and five piercing. But on the first one, when that hits, I'm going to use favored foe. Um. For an extra one d four. So that's one of my uses. That's 16 uses. total. Yep. Alright. Um, and then I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to um, drop the bow and pull out my uh, short sword. Okay. So yeah, you this 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 skeleton of this bear is bearing down. Pull back, yeah. fire off, and you definitely like it rattles through the rib cage, and you see several bones break off from each each yep. arrow strike. Uh, it is still bearing down, though. I figured. That's your turn. Yep. Also, uh, I just found out that I had advantage against being poisoned earlier. Not that it mattered. I. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, you did. Did I not roll that with Cause advantage? Or forged. I did not roll. I don't. I, don't, I wasn't. I did I not. I wasn't but yeah, it's fine. You still rolled a nineteen without it. Yep. Um. All right. Bear's turn. Bear. Bear was basically charging towards the group. It has changed direction. It is charging you. Yeah. That's what I thought. Charges up. Um. It is going to. Uh, it's going to try and bite you and then claw you. Okay. So the bite was a natural one. That was nice. The claw, however, does a 25 hit you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So it goes in, it snaps at you, but it comes up almost comically short. Because you threw off its equilibrium a little bit when you took out some of its ribs. Um, right. However, it very quickly readjusts, and this big claw just comes across, scratches across you, leaving leaving these big gouges, and you take 13 slashing damage. Okay. Puts me at just over half. And that is its turn. Uh, that will make it Quaven's turn. Quaven will run down to engage. Owlbear, 5, 10, 15, 20, 
3. You can just get there. And he'll move his echo up. He's going to attack twice. Or attack once. <laughs> so he charges at it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, he charges at it. And it looks really impressive up to the point that he catches his foot on something underneath. Because the thing is, 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 is running through this sort of, like I said, sort of this, this artificially sort of sort of delineated spring area down here. He catches his foot under something in the water and essentially trips up and collides with it and has to sort of back up. And yep. That's Quaven's turn. Uh Zarema will Uh, Zerima is going to... Zerima just saw Seeker get get messed up. Um, so she will cast a healing ward on you. Hey. So you get seven hit points back. Nice. As you feel that oh-so-creepy feeling of, of, of insects knitting those, 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 those gouges back together. Um, and that was her bonus action for her action. Uh, she will... Yeah, she will cast Chill Touch on that bear. The 17 will hit. It takes 3 damage. 3 damage from its hit points, not its armor class. And it has... Oh, well, it's not going to attack her anyways, but it has disadvantage on attack rolls against her. Um, that is her turn. Karis, you are up. Karis uh, okay. is going to... Oh, sorry. That one's not there. Sorry, the there. other one is I down think. here. In that case, Karis is going to run up to the other one. Okay. Cast Green Flame Blade and attack it. Go for it. So, da da da, on the wrong page. <laughs> okay, and um, misses <laughs> completely. <laughs> so you run up, you also trip over something under the water. Yeah. And just, you don't collide with it, you just. In, in trying to overcorrect, you just swing really wildly. And, yep, that's yeah. a miss. Anything bonus action? Uh, 
bonus action. Here no. I thought I took all the natural ones. No, no, I, I, I have a fair share of my... No. Okay. That would bring it to Hakim. Okay. Um, there are two owl bears to the south. Yeah. I think Hakim's going to uh, aim at the uh, bear, bear skeleton and uh, cast Firebolt. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, you okay. launch it off. It hits. It hits. <laughs> it singes it a little bit. Yeah. Very little bit. For one and, damage. Uh, retreat towards the uh and take cover behind the uh Echo Knight. <laughs> Echo Knight's Echo. That'll work. Yep. So you launch it off, it goes through the air, sort of nicely, sort of briefly burns away some of the fog that's there. So you get a clear shot as it just sort of skims off the side of of, <clears throat> of the bear. Leaves that's some char marks. But yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem like it was a it was it, it was it was a critical hit or anything. No. Um, <laughs> Alright, and is that everything for you? Yep. Alright. That brings it to Cameron. Uh, Cameron is going to head towards the owlbear as well. It's going to go... Another bear is going to turn up shortly. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So there. And we'll attack the owlbear with his short sword. Go uh, for it. To my ass assassinate, because it hasn't gone yet, this combat, that I get correct. advantage. This one, short sword, hold that button. Uh, 23. That is a hit. Four piercing damage and four sneak attack damage. Nice. Um, I don't think I have anything else special I can do. I mean, other than attack with the right hand. Right. Um, yeah, so I will attack with my off hand, uh, which will still have advantage, but not of various other things. Uh, so I guess ignore the sneak attack part of this. <laughs> Unfortunate. 23 uh, for Another one piercing one. damage. Yep. So, uh, and that's my bonus action, so that's my turn. So you run up to it, you sort of duck underneath a, a, a an errant paw swipe and just bring that thing right al along the ribs, crack some of those ribs pretty badly, and then jab in with your dagger. Or your uh, your other short sword, uh, and that is your turn. Prize, you are up. Um. Okay. I I've learned from this type of thing now because of what happened with the tree and the giant frog thing. So I'm. Is this in front, like either side of the path? Is that like a wall, or just like a, it's a small like, broken sort of decorative path? It's a small broken wall. It's maybe like six inches. Yeah. At some point, okay. it was probably very much a a wall, but it is completely broken down. Yeah. So it's like not even enough to provide partial cover, I would imagine. No. Fair enough. Um, I'm just going to walk up to that sort of threshold point, and I will channel divinity. 
Okay. To turn undead. Nice. So they have uh, to make a wisdom save. What is your what is the DC? It's a twelve because wisdom is not a priority for me. Fair. You know, clerics, what do they need wisdom for? Right. So you stand up, you hold your you focus and you try to try to try to force on and you feel that connection. You feel it definitely shine. Um everybody else feel sort of the wind whip through um you, you you do get a sense of power and these creatures for whatever reason don't give a fuck yep cuz i rolled a 20 a 15 sense. and a 12 yep uh. anything for your bonus action uh nope all right that makes it the owl bears turns um well this one has three targets to choose from. One target hit it. Oh. <laughs> well oh. done. You're now a target. Uh you are getting a beak attack and a claw attack. Congratulations, you've won a fabulous prize. <laughs> Does a thirteen hit you? No. So a 10 definitely doesn't hit you. Also no. The first one was very close. Alright. So yeah, it snaps at you, it swipes out at you, and you nimbly sort of dodge out of the way. Uh, This one is just charging the same direction it was charging before. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Oh, hi! As it charges Whoa. right up at prize. I, I gesture the medallion at it a little bit harder. So a nine misses you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A 22, however, hits. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming. All right. So, yeah, you you hold it out. It tries to bite your hand off. So you very quickly just instinctually yank your hand back away from that snapping beak. Have that moment where, like, I didn't get bit. And then this large skeletal hand comes up and just rakes right across your face and you take 19 slashing damage (laughs) I rolled real good on that damage good news is that's the owlbearer's turn seeker you're up hey okay I'm going to ooh interesting let me just look what that does Uh, yes, I'm going to Zephyr Strike. Okay. 
that should have rolled an attack, but it didn't. That's fine. Um, let's use the spell anyway, so I'm going to short sword attack. 17. 17 hits. Okay, so that's 9 piercing and... Um, Wait, why is the short sword piercing damage? Ah, whatever. Uh, five force. No, I, short sword is piercing, actually. Believe ah. it or not. Interesting. I would have thought it was slashing, because it's a sword. But that's fine. We short swords, um, you generally jab more than slash. Yeah, well, there you go then. So, nine plus um, the five force. Yep, and then I'm going to move down here. Um, okay. And... Uh, and bonus moving action. you with Zephyr Strike, your movement does not provoke opportunity attacks, correct? No, actually, was, was Zephyr Strike my bonus action? Is that how that works? Ah, uh, that's a real good question. Hold on. Yes, um, it's one bonus action, so that's fine. I've used that for the turn. Um, I'll pull out my other short sword and just sort of, <clears throat> um, you know, try and yep distract this one. Um, this is, this That's good because it just clawed you, it just clawed your cleric's face off. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, so hopefully the bear will chase me, and then I'll be in a terrible situation, and prize won't be in as bad of a situation. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, I mean, look, we're we're all in terrible situations. <laughs> there are enough terrible situations to go around. Oh, I forgot to do the one d four for my favorite foe on the bear. That so, is also true. Um, let me just. Uh, uh, one. <laughs> All right. Cool. That's me. Every little bit counts. All righty. That makes it the bear's turn. And the bear's not done with you yet. Yeah, I figured. Five, ten, fifteen. Yep, it runs right up. It is not looking in good shape after that attack. Like, you have fucked this skeleton bear up. Um, but yeah, it is going to attack you. It is unfortunately now flanking. Yep. I did expect as much. Uh, does an 18 hit you? Yes. Okay, good news is it didn't do a ton of damage. Six piercing damage. Okay, that's not so bad. And then claw attack. A ten misses you. Yes. So yeah, you run up... Go up to charge this Albert, and then all of a sudden, you just hear this sound, and you know it's coming. Yep. Like, there's no mystery of what's about to happen here. And then you just feel the, the, the skull of a bear biting into your shoulder. Um, but you manage to sort of turn and just shove it off you enough that the claw goes wild. Um... That is its turn. It is now Quaven's turn. Um, Quaven is going to... Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see. I believe... Just need to look at rules here. Echo is more, ever more than 30 feet away, so it's fine. Um, 
he is going to to use a bonus action to move his echo or no that doesn't take a bonus action he's just moving his echo uh and he will attack the owl bear that he is that that every the he and Cameron and Karis are directly in front of um Shouldn't have been with advantage, but a 15 still hits. He does 8 slashing damage to that. And then he will use Unleash Incarnation, or Unleash whatever it is. Yeah, Unleash Incarnation uh, to make an additional melee attack from the Echo's position. For... 14, which hits for 4 slashing. So yeah, he drags his scimitar across the across the side of this owl bear, and at the same time he's doing that, the sort of semi-translucent version of him that has run up next to um next to prize mirrors that move exactly on the uh the the other owl bear just with slightly less effectiveness uh and that is his turn it's the rama's turn rama will doesn't doesn't need to step forward because only has healing words not cure wounds she will cast a second level cure wounds on Prize. Because Prize does not look to be in great shape at the moment. And also has just been attacked. And also has just been attacked, yes. Um, yeah, you feel that crawling sensation on your face and your wounds close up a bit. So you get nine hit points back. Uh, did you say cure wounds or healing words? Healing words, sorry. Okay. Rolling in my skin, my wounds do in fact heal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. And he will. He's gonna chill touch that bear again. Sixteen hits for four necrotic damage. Bear's looking real, real rough right now. Uh, oh, and she is also, because she does not want to die, going to back up about ten feet. Karis, you're up. Uh, Karis is going to move around this skeletal Albert so that she is flanking with Cameron. Yep. And then attempt to green flame blade again. Go for it. Hopefully with a bit more luck this time. Uh, uh, where's it gone? A 13 Oops. is a hit. Uh, I'm just going to roll that again because I forgot to do it at advantage. 20 is also a hit. 
Yay! So that is that is nine slashing. It is, and then three fire damage if there is anyone within however many feet, which I don't think there is. No, yeah, that's it. Unless this Technically, is the moment. Unless this is the moment where you're finally like, I lied about not 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 taking you down, Cameron. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. No, they did not. So you 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 sort of pivot spin around this thing, uh, whose attention is definitely focused on 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 Cameron and and Quaven. And take the opportunity to... Skeletons really don't have, like, weak points, but you definitely jabbed, you definitely break off some bones on it. And that will make it uh, Hakeem's turn. Okay. Uh, Hakeem's going to repeat what he did last time and try to uh, firebolt the uh, bear. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> It is better than last time. It is. And that's... You're gonna a laugh. natural 20 for a critical so, yes. hit. Dealing a whopping 4 fire damage. <laughs> I mean... Ugh. The good news is... It had 3 hit points left. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's a piddly-ass critical fireball bolt. But... That it's doesn't enough. matter. Because it looks freaking... Perfect. <laughs> you like take aim. You confidently ca uh, 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 intone the words of the spell. Take fire off. It fires. It strikes like dead center of the spine, and it just sort of shatters and falls apart into a big pile of bones. It looked real cool. Hmm. Yes! <laughs> that is a dead-ass bear. And, uh, Deader. Anything? And anything take a step back. Okay. That's all. <laughs> Cameron, you are up. Okay. Um, well, I'm currently flanking, so that seems like a good place to start. We'll just go with the with an attack. Cool. Um, since there's no, no need to get like more advantage, isn't that way? Uh, short sword attack into wait the bear. I thought wait is this the bear that's dead? No, no. Oh, oh we killed the other this one. Is, right. Yeah, okay, sorry. The bear bear died. The owl bears are still alive. Right. Stab the owl bear with the short sword. Yep. Sixteen. Does that 16 hit? Sixteen hits. Then I sneak attack it since I have advantage. Yep. Uh, for five piercing and six sneak attack. Well, even if you don't have advantage, you have two targets around it. That is that is also true. But yeah. Uh, then how's it looking? Do we think it's not looking? It's it's still it's still pretty looking pretty solid. Yeah. But uh, okay, you guys, we'll, we'll... you guys have you guys have done a fair amount of damage to it. It is cracked. Okay. It is, yeah. 
21 and four for four piercing damage. There's a little uh, bit extra, yep. No, not the sneak attack, though. Um, and I guess I need to... I'll have to stay still. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you bring that sword down because it had just been distracted by getting getting stabbed from behind and turned to sort of react to that. You bring that sword, the, the short sword down and, like, cleave part of its skull off and then bring the bring the 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 other short sword in uh for a little bit extra it turns around at you now half of its head is missing um so it looks even creepier but it's also not doing great okay. uh prize you're up uh well, I did have a thought about trying to justify using purify food and drink. Okay. But I don't think that'll fly. Are you trying so to turn it, the water into holy water? Uh, no, I was going to try using the fact that we hunt these animals for meat sometimes nope. and <laughs> to cure them of death. Good effort. <laughs> uh, I appreciate instead- the ingenuity. Instead, I will use Inflict Wounds. Okay. I will use my inspiration to do so. Go for it. Nineteen So it's a nineteen. Yeah, you reach out, you grab onto those bones, and what kind of damage is that? Uh, It's an eight. (laughs) So you reach out, you grab onto like the the, the 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 shoulder bone, and you just pump all of like the negative emotions you're feeling right now, and all the destructive power you can imagine into it. And I mean, it 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 definitely hurt it. You see these black veins sort of shoot through it, uh, through through the 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 bone. Um, it doesn't react because it's an undead creature, but it does. It, it looks a little less good. Uh, anything for your bonus action? Uh, no, but I am going to try and back up to okay. get a little bit further away and close to maybe Zoraima. Okay, it will take a swipe at you. Uh, I can close up the polar bear. Uh, 13? Uh, is a miss. Okay. So it swings, you manage to duck desperately underneath. And yeah, back up. It is now the owlbear's turns. Owlbears have bigger concerns than, than prize at the moment. Um... You guys both hit. Let's see who it goes after. Uh, 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 no, Ryan, call higher low. Hi. Uh, so, called it right, it is attacking Quaven. Quaven Echo. Oh, okay. At least for the first attack. Yeah, sure. And if it misses, both of them. Um. 
It did miss. Because it rolled a natural one. Tiny. So it's going to try and claw at him. Uh, 14, I believe, is also a miss. Because Echoes have really good armor classes. Uh, yeah, ZC is 16. So it turns around, snaps at this trans, the, the, this, this shadow from another time of Quaven. Um, badly misses. Uh, it, it, it actually, it turns and that shoulder that, that, that just got, got inflicted on by, uh, Price buckles briefly. So it snaps, it's not even three feet, within three feet. And then it goes to swipe and the echo sort of dodges out of the way. Uh, meanwhile, down here. Guys have all messed it up. Um, who messed it up last? That would be Cameron. So it will. It actually it will attack Cameron once, and it will attack Karis once. Cameron, you get the beak. Thirteen misses you. Correct. And Karis gets the claws, which is a twenty, non-natural. That hits. So it snaps over at, at, at Cameron. You dodge back, uh, sort of do the matrix like bend backwards. And it turn it, it, it turn and it just swipes backwards at you, just digs digs deep into your torso. You take seventeen slashing damage. Ouch! Because I am rolling ridiculously good when I do hit for damage. I just need to stop okay. rolling net ones when I attack. Uh, but that is their turn. Uh beginning of my next term I'm going to have to make a wisdom save yep. I think uh, Seeker you're up okay I'm going to move um, around to flank it mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to um, I'm going to just attack okay. just attack with my short sword um 23. 23 definitely gonna hit. Ooh, you can roll that. You Wait, can. That? You can roll that again that because you are flank. Or no, you can't flank with the echo. Never mind. Yeah. Um. I well, I realized that. Oh, I can't flank with it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Echoes do not present themselves that. as threats. I must have clicked the bonus. I'm, I'm gonna use a bonus action anyway, so I'll just do, I'll just do the other one. Okay. Um. That's fine. Twenty-one. Four. Nice. There we go, six. That's more like it. So a total of eight. Yep. That's me. Yeah, you hack into its its, its fairly substantial leg bone a couple times. Uh, Quizen will attack when he's on. 
Well, that's good. That's actually really good. Um, so yeah, he takes the opportunity as it just turned turned its attention to between between the three of you. You guys just uh, have gotten on this sort of systematic. It turns towards one of you, and you take that opening, and he jams it into the sh uh, the, the shoulder socket. And rips out. You see a big spray of, of bone and marrow and the like. Uh, it's still up. Or it's still moving. But it is not doing well at all. Um, and he will actually action surge so he can attack from his Echo's position. Um, and you do provide flanking for it. Uh, it's sort of it's sort of like a um a spiritual weapon that way. Mm. Uh, that said, a twelve is a miss. Jesus, there was another oh. one in there. <laughs> That's Quaven's turn. Zerim is up. Um, Zerim will actually reach out and prize you feel feel her her hand on your shoulder, and she will use just to conserve spells a little bit. She is going to use her healing hands. I mean, there's a, a not entirely concealed sort of nervous flinch. Legit. Uh, you get three hit points back. Yay. And she will use uh, two sorcery points so she can quicken spell to cast... You know what? Anything that she can cast to, to do damage to this thing, she would actually have to get right up at. You know what? No, fuck it. She doesn't care. She's she's confident. She will move up, and she's reaching out, and she's going to cast inflict wounds on it. She's sheltered. She doesn't understand. <laughs> Uh, she goes there. She is technically flanking. Twenty-two is gonna hit. So yeah, she reaches out. She Ooh. grabs hold of it, and you see. Maybe it's the fact that. Her magic comes from a much darker place than yours does. Um, maybe who knows what is, but she just pumps just this this necrotic energy into it, 
and you see the bones starting to weaken and and fall apart a little bit. It's still up, but that hurt. Uh, and Karis, you are up. Uh, wisdom saving throw. Yep. Eighteen. I would okay. say you're probably good. Um. Just realised that I don't have my shield out, so this is going to be her gritting her teeth with both hands attacking and misses. Yeah, so it's going to be a miss. Advantage from flanking? That's true, you have advantage from flanking. Yes, let's try that again. A 20 is going to hit. There is absolutely no finesse to this. She is just literally swinging her weapon with both hands. Uh, why has that not gone across? That was a 12 damage. Cool. No worries. Like I said, I'm in that. Yep, I... She's just going to go to zero. But so, uh, so you, like you said, you just swing pure brute force almost savagery you bring it down because it had just sort of sort of turned away from you or no sorry it was turned in your direction Quaven uh, 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 fucks up its shoulder it turns that way and you bring your sword right down on its head and just shatter that skull. And it falls down. <laughs> Dead. Um. Nope, didn't want to do that. I want that. Uh, she is going to because Bloodlust is up Misty Step to here cool and, and then 5 foot in to actually hit nice alright and that's everything for you that's it, yep. Alright, Hakeem, you're up. Okay. Mm, Hakeem circles around to get a better view and uh, casts another firebolt. It's Go for been it. working so far. <laughs> but that seems like a miss. That's going to be a miss, yes. Yeah, that one. Okay. And another one on damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one does go. So you, it's. It's one of those really frustrating shots when you're fighting a skeleton of that would have been a direct hit if this thing had meat and viscera and uh, everything that a skeleton doesn't. But it goes, passes right through its body and just comes out between two ribs on the other side. Mm. You're like, oh, come on! <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's your turn. Yep. All right, Cameron, you're up. Uh, 
Alright, well, that one's dead. Yep. So I only have the last elevator left. Um. Can't get to a. Okay, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. <laughs> Am I flanking from here with, I don't know, what's, what's her name? Oh, actually, I can get to, or, or here, I suppose. You could probably get that to is, here. That is flanking. Carries. Okay, no, okay, great. Okay, that also works. Uh, I will attack with my short sword again. Go for it. It's that one. Advantage. 22 should hit. Yep. 8 piercing, <laughs> and I'll s sneak attack for 7 more. So 15. Nice. It is still uh, and up then currently, you much like a little more done with the other one. You completely disable one of the arms. Her legs. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Um, I'm going to, for my bonus action, going to take the dodge action. Okay. Um. Since I can't, I don't actually have any room to move and disengage. So I don't have any more moves I, left. I didn't know rogues could dodge on bonus action. I think that's the yeah. third one, right? Wait. It's a uh, dash, disengage. Oh, dash, disengage, or hide. Sorry. Yeah. It's a moment. Oh, You're dodge. right. You're right. Good call. Damn. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, Alright, well then I guess I'm just going to stab it again because I don't actually have the ability... I don't. I can't get away without... Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, fine. Offhand. Uh, 24, 24 and for 4 piercing damage. Nice. So yeah, you... Like I said, you, you, you bring that sword down... You basically shatter its its uh, upper upper leg bone, um, and then with the second shot, you you bring it across the across the spinal column, and take several ribs off. It is it is teetering. It is rickety. It does not look good. Uh, prize, you are up. As a player, I'm very tempted to cast Thunder Wave. <laughs> Just because how, how close everyone is, it's fun. Right. It amuses me. Um, instead, I will just cast Sacred Flame at it. Okay. And yeah, that is a deck save. Yep. Uh, Owlbear's deck's not its best roll. That said... Uh, an 18. Yeah. Yep. But manages to dodge ya. Anything for a bonus action? Nope. Alright. That makes it the owlbear's turn. One, two, three, four, five. Alright. So, starting with Zarema down. One, two, three, four, five. Um... Zarema it is. And then the second attack will be on Zarema and Seeker it is. Uh does not have advantage. 
Okay. And second attack. So, uh, a 24 hits you, I believe. So, uh, Seeker takes 11 slashing damage. Okay. As for Zarema, a natural 20 absolutely hits. So, it turns around... At the uh, at the, the 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 tall spider-eyed drow that reached out and and and, and, and fucked it up with necrotic magic and snaps at her, digging really deep into her shoulder, and she drops, and then it turns around and it swings at you. And leaves a large gouge on you. That is the end of its turn. Seeker, you're up. Alright, let's see if we can finish this thing. Uh, first of the short sword. Do I have advantage now? Uh, you can move yeah. to flank. Yeah, you can move, up, move like, around. Yeah, you can there. move somewhere. There you go. That'll give me advantage. 19 hits. How would you like to yeah, kill no. this thing that had one hit point left? Hey. <laughs> um, I think Seeker's figured this thing out. Um, and he lunges in and, like, uh, puts the sword inside the thing. Mm -hmm. uses um, like one of the ribcage bones as like a lever point um, and then uh, uses the uh, well the resulting leverage to snap its spine nice you get in there dig pull up and it's just this shattering of vertebra and you see it sort of just fall apart in two pieces and then just clatter into uh, uh, clatter into a big pile of bones. And the fight is over. Um, nice. We'll continue just briefly. Um, Quaven will run over. There's not much he can do. Uh, he can try and stabilize. I believe you... Do you need... Okay, somebody help me out here. Do you actually need a healer's kit to stabilize someone with just a medicine roll? I don't believe so. Okay. He will try. He has a negative one to his medicine roll. But it could happen. Hey! So he comes over really quick. Grabs just basically rips his cloak off and quickly starts wrapping wrapping it up to uh, Zarema up and yep, manages yep. to staunch the bleeding so she does not die it's a DC 10 you would have made it <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and that is 
the end of combat there. Uh, and as everything sort of falls quiet, that's where we'll go ahead and end it for this week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Oh! Goodbye. <laughs>